Welcome to the Living Hope Parent Gathering Podcast. The Parent Gathering is a weekly meeting of parents who are being trained for family discipleship through instruction and small group discussion. Listen now as we discuss principles for discipling your children. Next couple of weeks, we started last week talking about spiritual disciplines. Last week, John shared about prayer. And today, we are going to talk about being in the Word, in taking the Bible, and what that looks like. And Donald Whitney's book, and I brought it with me today, and y'all can look at it uh, when we're finished, too. It might be something you want to have on your shelf at home. Uh, he writes, spiritual disciplines are those personal and corporate disciplines that promote spiritual growth. They're habits of devotion and experiential Christianity that have been practiced by the people of God since biblical times, end quote. So they're not attitudes, but disciplines are practices. They're things that you do. So if you read the Bible, obviously that's something that you do. Your prayer, fasting, scripture reading, serving, those are activities. But the goal is not in the doing as much as in the being being with Jesus through all of these spiritual disciplines. The biblical way to grow and be more like Jesus, though, is through a rightly motivated doing of the biblical spiritual disciplines. So it's like, it's not a checklist. Well, I prayed. Well, I fasted. Well, I read the Word. It's our attitude of going into how we are doing it. Again, it's about being with Jesus in all those spiritual disciplines. So the key verse in all this is 1 Timothy 4, 7, which says, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. And so that's why we have those spiritual disciplines is to have the attitude and the, for the purpose of godliness. That sanctification process that our kids are talking about in their Sunday school lesson today, all of that is part of the spiritual disciplines. No spiritual discipline though is more important than the intake of God's word. There's no substitute for it. The easiest of the disciplines inside the spiritual discipline of intaking God's word is simply hearing it. So put that on your list today. If we don't discipline ourselves to hear God's word regularly, we may only hear it accidentally. So we have to be very intentional about it. Jesus said in Luke eleven twenty eight, 28, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. So the most obvious way, obviously, to hear the Word of God is to be in a local church sitting under a preaching pastor. And we are blessed to have that here at Living Hope. But that's not the only way to do it. We can also hear the Word of God by listening to podcasts. You know, if I'm talking and I'm talking about anything about hearing, I'm going to be talking about a podcast because that's what I love to do in my spare time. Two of my favorite Bible podcasts are The Bible Recap uh, by Tara Lee Cobble and then Bible Project. So I would encourage you all, if you enjoy listening to podcasts, those are great ways uh, to audible, audibly hear the Word of God. But merely listening to God-inspired words is not the main point here. Again, it's not just a checklist of, I listened to the Bible recap today, so I'm good. Check it off. No. The purpose of all methods of biblical intake is obedience to what God says and the development of Christ-likeness, that sanctification process of becoming more like Christ. So we heard hearing it. <laughs> now the next part is uh, reading it. So Barna Research, they reported a poll that showed only 11% of Americans, Christian and non-Christian, read the Bible every day. 
more than half read it less than once a month or never at all. So a survey taken less than a year earlier by Barna again uh, claimed that born again Christians disclosed these numbers. Only 18%, less than two of every 10, read the Bible every day. 23%, one in four, say that they never read the Word of God. I will say that they did a study um, last year and looked at during the beginning of the pandemic, there was a surge in Bible purchases online across the world, which was very interesting in times of crisis where people turn to. And so they saw an uptick, but what we would know from that is that was short-lived. And so that trend did not last. So a lot, of, a lot more people have Bibles in their home, which we're so grateful that they do, but they're still not actually consistently reading it. So in 2 Timothy 3.16, it says, All Scripture is breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. So we should be reading it, right? <laughs> That's what God's Word says. That's where we go for um, that teaching. We should be reading it. Jesus often asked questions, this question about people's understanding of the Scriptures, beginning with the words, and He quotes, Have you not read? So when He goes back to an example He's saying, have you not read? This is what God's Word says. He assumed that those claiming to be the people of God would have read the Word of God. When he says again in Matthew 4, 4, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So surely he intended that at the very least, believers would read every word of his Word. As believers, we know that we should be in the Word every day. I'm not telling you all something that you don't know already, right? But what am I going to say next? But it takes intentionality, doesn't it? We get so busy. That's kind of our catchphrase, isn't it? I'm so busy. And we are. And I'm not going to shame any of you guys into saying that that's not the case. But we do find time for other things. Um, so just having a consistent, quiet time, a consistent time in the Word, is so, so important. So three most practical suggestions for a consistent success <laughs> in Bible reading. I wrote this down for you guys. First, it's find the time. Discipline yourselves to find the time. We do find time for other things, but we need to find time for God's Word. That time may change depending on the season of the life that you are in. So quite frankly, I can say I have never been an early morning person. I even said years ago, when I have children, surely that'll make me a morning person because they're going to be up super early and I'm going to rise with the sun and start my day in the Word before my children get up. Oh, we don't we have dreams, dreams. <laughs> The reality is, is all these years later, I'm still not a morning person. And when my children were very young, a lot of the times, they would be waking me up, coming to my bedside, Mama, Mama, Mama. And I just think, oh, that's not the way that I intended for this day to start. And so, I don't, again, I know in different seasons of life, starting the day in the Word is not always possible. So you have to look at what season of life you're in, whether you are a morning person or a night owl. I do tend to be a night owl. But what I do, I uh, wake up and I might read now a psalm or a proverb, just having that intentionality of starting my day in a short time of prayer because I know that I'm not allowing a lot of extra time in the morning to get that done. So my intentional quiet time is later in the day and sometimes I end my day in the Word as well. 
So I just encourage you to think about what does this season of life look like for me? Where can I set aside, carve out that time that's consistent in my daily routine? Second, find a Bible reading plan. Sometimes you'll hear, read through the Bible in a year. It could be as simple as doing that. It could be as simple as uh, reading a certain book of the Bible or following a devotion plan. You can Google Bible reading plans and it's going to give you so many options that you won't need any help on how to read or what to read for the rest of your lives. Some people do try to read through a Bible in a, Bible in a year, but uh, that's overwhelming for a lot of people. I'll give you a couple examples of what I've done. So last year, I read and reread through the Gospels all year long, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And it was just, I read different versions each month. Uh, it's just, was really good to soak up the life of Jesus, the words of Jesus, from different perspectives. And I actually brought that reading plan and you all can pick this up uh, when we're done. If we run out of copies, I can get some more, but it just kind of goes through how to do that. And you might think, oh, that's so repetitive to do that throughout the whole year, but it was just so, so rich to be able to spend a whole year in the Gospels. This year, I'm doing a deeper context reading into Paul's letters and I'm in Galatians right now and just reading it for the sake of reading it and then reading it over again. Just reading it and not having, I'll set a timer. Uh, I'm really bad about if I know I only have 15 minutes or I know I only have 20 minutes, I'm constantly just looking at my watch, looking at my watch. And so I can't really fully focus on it unless I set a timer. And so if I set a timer, then I don't have to think about that. My phone's thinking about it for me and I just read and read. Read it like you're reading a book, not read it verse by verse, but just read it to absorb that content. So that's what I'm doing this year. And then again, I just consistently read from Psalms and Proverbs to get that encouragement and truth for daily living. Um, the third suggestion for consistent success in Bible reading is to find at least one word or phrase or verse that you're reading to meditate on each day when you read. So take at least one thing you read and think deeply about it for a few minutes. What is this saying about my life? and how I need to live. What is this saying about Jesus? Your insight into scripture will deepen and you'll better understand how it applies to your life. So those are those three things. And so we've talked about hearing God's word, reading God's word, and then the third is studying God's word. It's another discipline related to the intake of God's word. And so to quote Donald Whitney again, if reading the Bible can be compared to cruising the width of a clear sparkling lake on a motorboat, Studying the Bible is like slowly crossing that same lake in a glass bottom boat. So think about that. So reading it, you might be on a motorboat and you're getting a, a little view, but studying it is going slowly with a glass bottom boat, really taking it all in. The motorboat crossing provides an overview of the lake and a swift passing view of its depths, but the glass bottom boat of study, however, takes you beneath the surface of scripture for an unhurried look, for clarity and detail that's normally missed by those who are simply reading the text. And so why do we think so many of us and as believers neglect the study of God's word? We can come up with excuses all day, right? And think about why believers don't read God's word. Well, R.C. Sproul said it well, and this is his quote. Here then, the real problem of our negligence. We fail in our duty to study God's word not so much because it's difficult to understand, not so much because it's dull and boring, but because it's work. Our problem is not a lack of intelligence 
or a lack of passion, our problem is that we are lazy. Ouch, right? So, we must discipline ourselves for the purpose of godliness by committing to at least one way of those ways that I gave you um, of ensuring that we are improving our intake of God's Word by hearing it, by reading it, and by studying it. Uh, I do have a lot of questions that I put in your all's handout today, and so I don't want to spend a lot of extra time because I think this will be just a really rich time together in conversation of how maybe you have experience of growing up, being in God's Word, how you never saw that maybe modeled in your home growing up, but maybe how we can change the trajectory of our own families by being consistent in the Word for our children to see us in the Word. And I'll tell you one thing that I really was convicted about personally is I have the Bible app on my phone and it is so, so easy to look and to study, because it's, I mean, we always have our phones with us, don't we? But I was reminded that my children need to see me with a real Bible opened up because they don't know if I'm playing Tomb Blast or whatever on my phone, right? They could be thinking I'm doing anything. Or even if I say I'm reading the Word, and they're like, oh yeah, Mom, you're just on social media. So they don't actually see me sometimes in the Word. So to see me putting my phone away and actually opening up a hard copy of the Word can have a big impact on our children. And so I would encourage you all to do that as well. It's a joy to spend this time with you all. I hope you all enjoy it too. Thanks for listening to the Parent Gathering Podcast. We invite you to join us at 930 on Sunday mornings in room 215, where we will have opportunities for discussion among other parents. For more information about Living Hope Next Gen Ministries, go to livehopeful.com.